Welcome to episode nine of the Sophie Lee podcast. Today I'm talking with Jordan and we are talking all things human design. I'm so excited to have her on. Thanks for joining me. I am so excited about this episode today. I have Jordan Liana with me. Jordan is an energetic alignment and human design mentor, which may go right over your head right now, but I promise you that by the end of this episode, um, you will know and be so much more informed about how this can help you. I've worked with Jordan before and as at the end of um, our session, I was like, that's it. You need to come on the on the podcast and, and explain this to people because she's such a wonderful resource and a wonderful support. Um, so welcome, Jordan. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation. Yeah, me too. I'm, I really am. And I, I love that I can share you with my audience via this platform because I think this is the best way to really inform people about what you do. So Jordan, uh, before I completely butcher what it is that you do, I'm going to throw to you and firstly get you to explain a little bit about yourself and your background, where you came from. What's your story, I guess? So I'm, like you mentioned, an energetic alignment and human design mentor. I work predominantly with women in many different aspects, but more specifically in terms of business um, and even more so with the coaches, the mentors and the online service providers to really align them and anchor them into their own authentic self in their life and in their business. Um, So I work with women predominantly using, like you said, the human design system. I'm a human design reader and I use the system of human design to anchor them into their own individuality and their authenticity um, and their self-trust and their self-acceptance. So human design came into my life a few years ago and it was really pivotal for me because it came into my life at this point where I really felt like a lot of things were needing to shift and to change. I was finding myself making very logical decisions in life, but feeling really unfulfilled with where I was ending up with that. And I was just kind of looking for more. So I went through this process of really finding out and learning about myself, learning to understand myself. And that kind of really came a lot from being quite feeling like I was quite misunderstood growing up throughout my childhood and a little bit different, maybe. Spirituality was always kind of part of part of me, which came into my life really when I had my daughter in 2010. But I really started to develop this love for it through doing energetic work with healers and then finding the human design system. And when I found it, it kind of just made so much sense. I heard it and I was like, how can something be so incredibly accurate and see me on such a deep level and give me that really deep understanding of who I came here to be and how I came here to operate? Yeah, it is. uh, I feel the same when I had my uh, appointment with you. It was, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Right? how is this how can all of these things explain me so well yeah and yeah it's it is a bit mind-blowing um I agree I can see what the intrigue was for sure 
It is. I definitely went down this this rabbit hole with it because, like you said, it, it kind of blows your mind and you want to know more. Um, and I, I really started to experiment with it in my own life and then started to kind of utilize it in different avenues of my life. And that that then transformed into obviously the business that I have have now. But I'm glad that it resonated so deeply with you as well, because I feel like it's such a profound tool. And I love that it's getting more mainstream now and that people are having access to this type of information and knowledge. Yes. So I guess before we um, talk uh, too much longer about human design, I would love for you to explain exactly what it is um, and then we can go into, you know, how to use it, et cetera. So what is human design? So human design is a system that is a synthesis of ancient modalities and modern sciences. So it was founded by a a man who goes or who refers to himself by the name of Ra in 1987. And it's basically a system that brings together the principles of the I Ching, astrology, the Kabbalah chakra system, and ties it in with quantum physics. So human design, basically the system works off the concept of your birth details, much like astrology to formulate your chart, you basically put in your birth details, your birth time, your place, and all of that into the system of genetic matrix. And it formulates your birth chart, which then gives us all of the information about you. Yeah. So you have to know when you were born. Remember, I was like, hang on a minute, I have to ask my mum. Yes, you <laughs> need to know your born? birth time. So the more yeah. accurate your information is, obviously the more accurate the information that we can give you is. So it is best to have your birth time, place and date. Okay. And what sort of information are we getting from human design? So I likened it to sort of astrology and things like that and I think we kind of know Sometimes we read things about astrology and it might hit the mark, it might not, um, but because it encompasses so many different types of um, analysis, I guess, what when we're looking at human design, like what is it that we're going to learn from this? So basically your birth chart offers you this roadmap or this manual that indicates how you uniquely as a person are designed to operate, designed to make decisions, it really works off the concept of using our body as the vehicle and using our minds as the passenger. So the information you get from your chart is really in-depth. It's quite an in-depth system. There's so many different levels to it. But when we're first starting with human design, we always want to start with the foundational elements, which is our energy type, our strategy, and our authority. So this is really helping us to understand how we can energetically correctly operate with our energy, how we can know when we're in alignment, how we can know when we're out of alignment, what are the signs for that, how we're best designed to make decisions in our life. Um, Like for you, Sophie, I know that we discussed during our reading that you have the sacral authority, which is your inner authority. So for you, it's really about trusting your gut rather than logically trying to evaluate your decision. Yes, big time. And what I found so amazing about that is it felt very true. Um, I have lived from that space more from a recent time, so in my um, business. 
But prior to that, as a younger person, I question that a lot. And I think sometimes when you make decisions with your gut reaction or your intuition or whatever it is that you want to call it, some people can think, oh my gosh, did you even think about that? Mm -hmm. And so then people question, make you question your decision-making. And it's like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't make a decision that quickly, or maybe I, I shouldn't, you know, be trusting my body. I should be trusting facts or people saying, have you not done the research? And that's not me. I just feel my way through my decisions and uh, you can lose your trust in that if you are listening too much to external pressures or influence. So I have been definitely, as I've um, grown up, I guess, I still don't feel like I'm quite an adult yet, Jordan, but we're getting there. (laughs) But as I've grown up, I've trusted it more and more and I trust it really, really confidently in my business because it's my business. And, um, but yeah, so even like there's a lot of change happening in my life at the moment and sometimes I make a really, really quick decision and then sometimes it takes me a really long time, but I never, I very, very, very rarely rely on research. (laughs) So having that show up in my reading gave me this little quiet, like it was almost like a little wink of like, Soph, this is how you do things well. This is how you've gotten yourself to this point by making decisions this way. So trust it. So that is kind of what I got from that. Yes. So that's kind of what I love about human design as one of the main things that made me fall in love with the system is that it really brings us back to our own process and trusting in ourselves and anchoring into that and knowing that we each are individual. We're so different and so unique in so many different ways. And we all have our own process. And the better we can understand our process and those around us, it also gives us this greater feeling of self-acceptance for not only ourselves, but for everybody else. Yes. And knowing and knowing where you make decisions from and where is best to be making decisions from, like that's so important, especially I mean, you know, when you're a mum, it's a decision a minute, isn't it? It's like feels like you're constantly making these really big decisions that have a really big ripple effect because your children will then be affected. But when it comes to business as well, um, if we're flipping and flopping around in our decision-making, it can be, it can result in inconsistency. So for me, I know that people around me kind of go, well, that's Soph, that's the way she does it. <laughs> and it's true, but I've been able to lean in way more to that um, because I felt like, yes, okay, well, it is my makeup and this is the most natural way for me to make choices from. So therefore, is the best, but it's super interesting, really, really interesting stuff. It is. It's what's authentic to you. And and that that's, again, what I love about it is when we know what's authentic to us, we're less prone to the conditioning of society or of those around us about the ways that we should be doing things or what they think we should be doing or trying to logically explain our decisions instead of being able to, like you, trust your gut and know that that's your individual process and know that that's enough for you to make your decision and that that is what is keeping you in your highest alignment and your path of least resistance. Mm, mm, Yeah, and that's what's so important, isn't it? The path of least resistance makes everything hmm, easier. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> just is what it is, right? It's like, you know, for me, if I was to say, okay, every time I make a choice, I have to do X amount of research and talk to X amount of people and poll people, I would be going way against that. I would be completely exhausted and I would lose my passion for what I was doing. Exactly. And that's so important for you as a generator as well to have that passion and that excitement. But more than anything, I think some everyone comes for, for readings and human design readings for different reasons. But I think just even knowing and understanding how your design can, can be so helpful in, like we said, trusting ourselves and quietening those mental stories of how we think things need to be or should look or should be and knowing instead what's individually right and correct for us. Mm, Okay. So aside from sort of, I mean, it's a deeper understanding, isn't it? So aside from what we've just touched on sort of decision-making, can you explain a little more um, what you just brought up then about generators, et cetera? Because I know that's a big part of it. Yes. So generators is an energy type. There is five different main energy types in the human design system. And you yourself are a generator, which we discussed during your reading. Generators and manygens make up about 70% of the population or 70% of the collective. So it is quite a popular energy type. Um, And you guys are really here to be lit up and be excited with what you're doing and in your life and to use that life force energy that you have from your defined sacral center to really channel it into the things that excite you and that light you up Um, because your life force energy in your sacral is really your creative life force so you guys are really here to essentially please yourself and generate that life force energy for the rest of us in the collective like myself as a projector that don't have that consistent access to that energy that you do. So there's a generator, there's a manigen. So there's generators, there's manigens, which is a hybrid energy type between the manifestor and the generator. There's manifestors, there's projectors like myself and reflectors. Okay. Wow. So what's a, so what's a manif- manifestor then? A manifestor is really here with big, bold energy. They don't have the sacral defined like the generator, but they do have a defined throat. So they're really here to initiate and to get things going and to basically birth new concepts and new things into the world. And what I see a lot for manifestors is they can sometimes question themselves because they do generally when they're, when they're not conditioned out of it, have this quite big, bold energy that's really felt in a room and they're really here to do big things. They're only about 9% of the, of the population. So it can be sometimes a little scary for a manifest to actually to own their power and own their bigness and own the, the definition of their throat and what they want to say. Mm, and I'm, I can only imagine how difficult that would be, especially like more so for women, right? So if you were, if that was showing up in a female, yeah, really harder <laughs> to live out, I feel. Yeah. So my daughter's actually a manifester. She's a two, four manifester. And this is definitely knowing her design, knowing about human design in general and knowing her individual design has definitely impacted the way that I parent her 
um, knowing that she's a manifester, it helps me to understand her on a deeper level and to know that at times we can almost feel like, especially if you have a child that's a manifester, that they need to be um, controlled or micromanaged because they can be a challenge for for the other energy types at times. The way they operate and the way they go about things is so different to the way the rest of us do. They're the only energy type that initiates. The rest of us are either in response or we're waiting for the invitation. So their strategy is very different and the way they're here to go about things is very different. So knowing that my daughter's a manifester and, and being aware of the conditioning that they can pick up around being too much, around being too loud, around being having opinions that are too strong helps me to to really parent her through that and to guide her through that process of owning her truth and speaking her truth and knowing that her voice is actually her superpower. Yes, absolutely. I think that's something that obviously comes up in the reading is understanding what your almost, yeah, what you just said, what your superpower is. And I felt afterwards of picking up a few different things like the decision-making and and also knowing that I'm actually here to have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, you sort of saying to me, you're actually here to have a really great time and you need to only do things that make you really happy mm-hmm. um, is very true for, for me. You know, I never considered doing anything else and that except what I love. Um, it was just not like mind blowing to me that you, that you would even spend the time doing something that you didn't love. So yeah, it's, it's, it's layered, isn't it? So, um, should we touch on quickly the other, the other, um, options there? So we've got uh, manifesto generator, mm-hmm. just really briefly what the others are. Yeah. So we've got the money gen, which is the hybrid. So it's the manifesting generator between, so it's the hybrid between the manifesto and the generator. They are the hybrid of the two of them. And those guys are really here to do things in their own way, in their own rhythm. I always talk about Manny Jens like they're the expanders for the rest of us because the way that they move, the pace at which they move, the way they quantum leap, they kind of skip steps along the way. So giving a Manny Gen as an example, you know, a business plan that is very, you've got to do X, Y, and Z to get certain success a manager doesn't really work that way. So even understanding their energy in that way, they do move at this fast pace and they do skip steps and they really actually expand the rest of us through giving us that permission to have things look differently fast as well. Mm-hmm. So these are the people that you wake up and you go, hang on a minute, how are they already at that point when I've been battling at this for five years or? <laughs> yeah, so they... Yeah. They just expand at a rapid rate, but also they can handle so much and get so much done. So I always say, I always make a joke with, with Kelly from Soul Healing with Kelly. She's a Manny Jen. And I always say that watching her makes me tired as a projector because she can just get so many things done and have so many things on the go at once. And Manny Jens are very multi-passionate people. And a lot of the conditioning that I see in my clients that are many gens that I that I try to work through them a lot with with women in particular is that they can allow sometimes society to put them into this box of needing to define themselves. And many gens are so multi-passionate as people that other people can 
can tell them that, hey, you're inconsistent or, hey, you're flaky or why don't you just pick one thing and stick to it? But for many gens, it's actually correct for them to have many different passions and to allow themselves to um, indulge themselves in each of those different passions in their life. They don't need to put themselves in a box and they don't need to have this linear path and they don't need to be able to define or pick one career as an example. Yes. And that would be very frustrating for people who live the opposite way. (laughs) It's like, hang on a minute, how come you can achieve all these things when I need to focus my energy on one thing? You know, so again, we come back to those, you know, external forces that can make us question our own design. Yeah. So a lot of us are actually, I always kind of feel like a lot of us are trying to operate like money gens instead of operating in the way that's most in alignment for us because we can take on what we see them doing and try to do that in our own life. And like I said, watching watching her do what she does can make me tired and that's because it's not in energetic alignment for me. So if I was to try to operate my business in the same way that she does or my life in the same way that she does, which a lot of us do, um, it can throw me out of energetic alignment because I it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable yes. for me. And then I can fall into this guilt and this shame of why can why can they handle it and I can't? And I should feel more, I should do more and I should be more like that instead of just operating in the way that's correct for me. Yeah, that's so true. I get uh, people say, I get people saying that about me too. Um, you know, I don't know how you do as much as you do. Then we get into what's the correct amount of X, Y, Z to do in a week. But you can't, you can't lay that out for someone. Mm-hmm. I once had someone question me on like a, a group Facebook page, um, photographer's page, and it was like, okay, how many shoots are ev- is everyone doing a week? Now, this isn't a question that I can answer and it's the right amount. It's the right amount for me and it works for me. My capacity is yeah. different to yeah. everyone, um, not only in family and, and those external setups but also internally you know, how much I can deal with at a time. It's so different for everyone. And I think understanding that, you know, is a little bit more of a permission giver to, you know, to echo, yes, your capacity is this because you're actually made for that. Yes, exactly. So we each have our own capacity, like you were saying, and we each have our own process and knowing, knowing what ours is can eliminate that doubt and that shame and that guilt of looking at what somebody else is doing and trying to replicate it. And, and when that's not sustainable for us potentially, or when that doesn't feel good for us potentially, that it, you know, that we are falling short in some way. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the, there's one more, yeah? So I'm a projector, which is, um, I'm a five to emotional projector. So projectors were really here as the energetic guides, as the leaders, um, very energetic concept. So we have this very penetrating aura where we see the other very well. So we can often be in careers of guidance um, or in the position of guidance because we see the other or you so clearly and we have the solutions to problems often before they exist so for projectors we're really here to essentially I put it as get paid in our career for what we see rather than what we do so to not value our energetic output more than 
what it is that we've mastered and what it is that we see because we can really guide the other very well but we don't have that consistent life force energy like someone like yourself as a generator has to continuously do the more physical output yeah interesting and the other type um, is the reflectors and the reflectors are one percent of the collective so they're extremely rare they're often termed the unicorn of the human design system or of the collective and the reflectors what makes them so rare is their entire human design chart all of their centers are open and or undefined so what that means is they're basically the mirror of the collective so they mirror back to the rest of us what what we are showing them so they're extremely rare and they often I'm finding through my work with reflectors fall into a lot of career paths around healers and guides and just really mirroring back to us what is in spiritual alignment and what is in the best well-being for the collective. Yeah, wow. That is, yeah. How many of those have you worked with? I have worked with two or three of them now, but they are extremely rare. So, yeah, it's always interesting working with a reflector because the depth of their wisdom is incomparable. Yeah, I was going to say it's almost like a two-way street. Do you feel like they're looking into your soul as well? (laughs) They see, yeah. So they see and mirror back to you very well. Yeah, amazing. All right. So for, um, I think this is, it's also interesting. I think for people listening that are thinking, wow, this is like, what am I? Who am I out of this sort of pool of personalities? Um, So once you know your human design, I'm just interested to chat about um, what, where do you think this impacts your life the most? So once you know your, your human design, what kind of an impact does it make? Like, is it huge? Where does it work the most? You, you touched on parenting. I've touched a little bit on work. So where do you see it being um, the most supportive in terms of your life as a whole? For me, I really feel that human design is really pivotal or has been really pivotal in my life in a lot of different aspects and avenues. Like you said, we touched on parenting and understanding my children as individuals and how I parent them in certain aspects is different because of their unique designs. It also, like we discussed in our business and having our authentic voice and our authenticity and our individuality and operating correctly in terms of our capacity in business and our branding. Um, But even for me, it's really being pivotal, like I said, to understanding myself, but also understanding those that are around me and especially those that I'm in the more intimate relationships with, understanding how their process and how they're designed to to do things differently and how we also impact each other when we come together. So I know when we did your reading, Sophie, we were discussing how with an undefined emotional center for you, Um, how that can operate when you are around someone who has that center defined and how that would feel for you and that awareness that you can have around what emotions you can potentially take on that are not your own and how that can impact you. Yeah, 
yeah, it is, it is very important. I think knowing your children and your husband, yeah, should that not come in that little bag you take home when you have your baby? <laughs> it would be so helpful. They should put I it just, in the hospital bag. Like, I'm just feeling like that one nappy that they put in is not as helpful as this. <laughs> Here's the manual to your newborn child. You're welcome. <laughs> Here's some light reading. Um, <laughs> when they get on their feet, um, that would be very helpful. Um, okay. So, um, obviously we both are businesswomen and I would love to talk a little bit deeper about how we can sort of integrate the human design into business, um, running a business operating from, you know, um, and how you see, cause I know you're doing some even more work in this area at the moment. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Um, and how you're using this to support women in business? Yeah, so the way I see it is for me, business is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, It's not a cookie-cutter approach. And I love that human design kind of offers us a different or unique perspective to business and to ways that we can operate in business, ways that we can infuse our authenticity branding and voice into our marketing and into our business Um, because I think when we are able to be our authentic self especially in business and especially if we're a personal brand um, it is felt on an energetic level and that's why I think it's so important because there is no one way that leads to your desired outcome there's no one exact path that leads to success or whatever it is that you desire. So human design really offers us through knowing your individuality, a perspective of how you can operate in energetic alignment with your capacity, with your authentic voice, who you are, who you came here to be, the the purpose that you kind of came here to fulfill and how you can use different aspects of that in your business and your different gifts and your different strengths that you can then infuse into your business so that essentially you're building a business that not only feels good and is energetically sustainable for you, but is authentic to you, that is energetically received well by your audience that resonates with with you and your individuality and your authenticity and who you came here to be um, and your branding is all in alignment but also that as you build and as you scale, you can infuse it with your authentic gifts and sustain it in a way that works for you. Mm-hmm. I think um, one of the things that you brought up with me about like touching a little deeper on that element of, Sophie, you actually need to do every day something and work on the things that really make you happy. So you need support in your business to offload tasks that don't make you happy. So for me, looking at that as a bit from a business owner, I think to myself, okay, I do outsource X, Y, Z. What else can I outsource to, because now I know my priority each day is to feel really lit up and have fun and do all these things that make me. And it was like, opened my eyes up to, okay, everybody, I just feel like everyone wants to have fun. 
<laughs> you know, I'm like, well, who would want to do the boring stuff? But it's like not everybody sees that as boring. Correct. And not everybody, yeah. So that's a bit of a, a, a crazy thing for me. Like as she works for me, she just loves to feel like she's uh, like can tick things off her list. I'm like, that means nothing to me. <laughs> I don't, I, it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel satisfied at the end of the day. If I tick 10 things off my list that I was frustrated with, um, you know, admin bogs me down. It makes me feel like, um, yeah, it makes me feel sad. Like if I have to do too much um, admin, I feel really worn out. I feel really tired. I can go do three shoots back to back. I'll be tired at the end of it, but I don't feel fatigued during it. Whereas when I'm doing admin, I feel tired straight away. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, because as a generator, like you touched on, you are really here to be lit up by what you're doing and to be excited. And that's what, like, creates your energy but also generates that energy. So that's why when you are doing something that you're lit up by, like you said, you may feel after tired after but you'll often also feel satisfied which is your signature because you've used your energy and channeled it into what you want to be doing which is so important as a generator with that sacral defined you want to be channeling that creativity and that life force energy into all the things that you enjoy and really give yourself that permission to outsource the things that you don't enjoy or to say no to things that don't light you up if you're given an opportunity that isn't lighting you up and isn't full body yes to allow yourself to say no to that opportunity or to outsource those things like you said in your business that are draining your energy. Yes. And I think this is so valuable to know because I know a lot of people reach out to me and go, well, I don't want to outsource my editing, but you know, that seems to be what everyone's doing, you know? And again, as you said, it's not a cookie cutter approach. There are other things that you can look at and find out you know, what's going to work best for you so that you can show up in your business in, in the most honest way. And I think um, nowadays our businesses are becoming, if not already have, become more personal brands than businesses that we can hide behind, right? Yeah. So this is becoming so much more important and it gives us a better framework to work with when it comes to showing up as a brand and as an individual person. So I know for, you know, for me 10 years ago, I picked up a camera. I wanted to take photos. It was never on my dream vision board to be someone who talks to people on social media or, you know, shows my face every day and things like that. So I think, um, knowing, more inf- the more information you can know about yourself and how to operate, where to operate from and what your strengths are is going to help you in that field as well. Would you agree? I agree. So seeing you, obviously you're very lit up by what you do with, with your photography, but even seeing you move into that mentoring space, like when we looked at your channels and your channel of inspiration and certain aspects of your chart that really do indicate that even though, like you said, you may not have signed up for that at the beginning, um, as you are now growing, evolving, and you have become this personal brand, you're utilizing those different parts of your design and what other people are seeing in you and what your strengths are. So your, your defined throat and your channel of inspiration and really using that in your podcast and in your mentoring and saying what you feel needs to be said and allowing yourself to be that source of inspiration because that is what people are perceiving from you. Mm. Then looking at that from the other side, if you, I see 
other businesses that are really doing amazing things that don't show up in the same way that I do because, and it's so well received because it's so true to them. So this idea that, okay, well, this person's doing really well. This is how they show up. I have to do that every day too. It's not, not true, right? Yes. Yeah. And, And we see that so much, especially in the business arena. And that's what I really love working with women around because a lot of these concepts that we take on or these ideas or these beliefs that we have are really just beliefs or thoughts or concepts or ideas that we've adopted and that we've integrated. And they're really conditioning that we can kind of actually look at. So human design is really this introspective tool that brings that self-awareness to these different things. Why do you feel that you need to do it in the way that she does it? And what is more in alignment for you? So we often do see that, like I said, with the many gens, you see somebody that is maybe showing up very consistently and very often, and that's working for them because it's an alignment for them. And when you are trying to do the exact same thing and follow the same formula, and this is where there's a little bit of that gap between you know, business coaches and and things like that, you're implementing this step-by-step formula that has worked for somebody else, or you're trying to copy what somebody else is doing. And it's not working for you because it's not in alignment for you. It's not your individual path. It's not your individual way that you're designed to show up. So we're all very different. And even with consistency, there is some people that consistency works really well with and it's actually part of their design. It's in, it's in your variables, it's in your arrows. And for other people, they're designed to go more with the flow. So it, mm. it differs in so many different ways for everybody. So it's really about anchoring in and trusting your own process and your own design rather than just trying to follow somebody else's formula. Yeah, because then it can start to feel a little forced or um, copy paste, right? So when we're not coming from a place that it it just is is easy and it has flow and it's like, of course she's doing that. You know, when I look at businesses and that's what I kind of think, I think, of course that happened. Of course she said that. Of course, you know, and it feels like, of course, I, I, I don't question it because it's so aligned with what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. And then you you can you can view someone else's business and go oh I don't know oh oh I oh you know and it doesn't feel as as stable and as trustworthy and as in flow as other people's do, and it's not to say that the other pe- person's turning up every day and being consistent. It just feels that when they do it, feels right. It feels authentic because it's received on that energetic level. Yeah. You know when you watch somebody and you're like, you just feel it you get it it feels authentic they're being true they're in their true nature they're being themselves and you receive it on that level there's this level of trust and and safety within that person or within what they're doing mm-hmm. but it's also received when you can feel that it's forced and that that person is is drained or that that person is doing something because they feel like they should instead of doing something that they desire to be it's so true because it's the stuff that you can't put your finger on. That's where I feel like is the difference. So when we are 
in a time now where we're stepping in front of our logos, in front of our websites, in front of our even our brand names. Like some people don't even know people's business names anymore. They know the person's name only. Yeah. Um, and so much online, so much happening and that sort of um, – I don't even know if you can call it a trend. I almost think it's like a must do, you know, you, you really, if you are a small business, like showing who you are is almost essential now via social media. So when we are stepping out, knowing how and giving yourself the permission to step out as you, regardless of if that's introvert, extrovert, whatever it is, that it has to be, it has to be right. And what I think human design can be used for is that, permission giver and a highlighter in where you can, where you should and shouldn't be trusting your true self. So if you feel like you need to get on there every day and you just like have so much to say, and then you start to question yourself, which is, this is sometimes what I do go, no one cares, Sophie, (laughs) like (laughs) no one cares. And then it's like, well, hang on a minute. I know that my bio design, I am someone who should be showing up and like has something to say. And I do have opinions on things and that's okay. So I have to remind myself of that. So um, that's where I think you can get a lot of confidence and a lot of backing. Yes, it really is that big permission slip. For me, it's it's almost the opposite to you. It's been that permission slip for me to run my business in a way that looks quite different, I would say, to a lot of other people because, I am a projector, which is, and I'm a five, two as well, which is less of the collective and a lot of business concepts or a lot of the ideas and the strategies that we've been given up until now has been more generator based. It's more about that output and, um, that physical showing up and, and doing the output in order to get the result. And for me as a projector, it's been such a permission slip in my business to really allow myself to know that it's for me, it's not how much I do. It's how potent I am when I do it. Mm. So that's been huge. Yeah. So when you're, um, I know you mentioned to me that you were had a new offering in terms of working alongside people in business. So how does, how does that look? Like if someone was going to come and get a human design reading with you and then say, I want some assistance with my business, what does that look like? Yeah. So I have my new offering that is coming out. It currently doesn't have a name just yet. We're working on the branding and name for that offering. But the concept is basically a four-week container, which has modules dropping every week and a mastermind experience where you have access to me through Voxer, which is voice messaging to clarify any questions and to just have me support you through the process. It's really about, it's for the women that are in their business that want to bring it into more energetic alignment, that want to really bring in their authenticity, to anchor into their individual process, to understand and leverage their energy within their business so they can infuse their profile lines and infuse their gifts and their strengths and just bring it into more energetic alignment so that it feels better. It's also working for you because you are leveraging your specific gifts and the way you're designed to run your business, show up in your business, talk about your business, your messaging, your brand voice, all of the different aspects, really putting them through the lens of human design and through individuality. So it's, it's 
going to be quite an in-depth container because I want it to be a container that feels very supportive for the women involved. Um, so we can go through this process together and so that we can really anchor you into your self-expression and your individuality and authenticity within your business and your brand. Yeah, so beautiful. And is that done in a group situation or is it a one-to-one or? So there is the one-to-one reading with me. So we can go through your chart together and look at different aspects of your chart. And then the program is a group setting. So there will be a program where you get live modules with me and have access to the recordings if you're unable to go live or you want to re-go over certain aspects that we covered and then the support aspect of the voice messaging through the throughout the program for the 30 days in the Voxer. Yeah, so beautiful. Oh, you're going to kill it. It's, it's, um, it's such a beautiful way to discover. Look, at the end of the day, you can type in your human design and, and read a bit about it. What I wanted to do with you was what I loved was how in-depth you went. And that's the value. It's like that's where you get the value from human design. I yeah. I really think I think that is the biggest aspect of a reading that, like you said, you can type into Google, you can look up your, your chart and you can begin that information and that process and that experimentation on your own if that is what you're more drawn to. But a reading with an analyst really gives you that overall um, synthesis of all of the information, putting all of the moving parts together and what that actually looks like in our everyday life. I feel like it can be such a complex system that a lot of people struggle with knowing the information, but how do they tangibly integrate that? What does that look like? Yes. And for you as someone that, you know, knew a little bit, you sort of, you know, looked on my Instagram, got a feel of what I did. And then while we're going through it, it's like, well, this is like, you know, like when you do this, Sophie, and see how you always do that. And and that's why. And, and it was so good. It was, yeah, so much better than just reading a little tiny bit of information. I mean, it gets the ball rolling, but I feel like a reading is just brings it all to life. And you also are so good at making those gentle suggestions, um, which I loved. I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was brilliant. So this sort of in-depth program focusing around, um, around women in business, I think is um, invaluable. So thank you for putting that together. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I really think that it can be extremely beneficial to women in business. It's been extremely beneficial to me in my business and, like I said, the way I run my business, the way I market, the way that I show up and, and what works best for me and being able to leverage that. So I'm not having to do things in a way that I see everybody else doing it, or I see majority of people doing it. And just knowing that I can do it my way and I can leverage that in my business and still have the results that I desire. Yeah. Incredible. So good. Thank you so much, Jordan, for explaining all of that. And I would absolutely love to have you back on another time to talk about this more because I feel like we could <laughs> so much. But um, where can everybody find you? So they want to know more, where can we find you? You can find me at my Instagram, which is at Jordan Liana Peach. It's just my name. 
Um, and that is where I spend most of my time at the moment on Instagram. My inbox is always open if you want to know more, if you have any questions. Otherwise, you can also book a session or a reading with me through my Instagram booking system. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jordan, for your time, for joining me on here. I really enjoyed that chat. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure.